Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Wait, what? Oh, oh, hey, man. Hey, man. Come on in, man. Chill out with me, bro. Wow, man. Today we're going to talk about naysayers, man. So just take some take some reds, man. Chill out. Take some lewds, bro. Wow, so I went back to the 60s and 70s right there with those references. That's all right. It's still fun. Sounding like your high is fun. Uh, yeah, today it's just been something that's been on my mind recently because as an artist, you're confronted by this all the time, naysayers and haters. I just wanted to kind of like talk about them really quickly, talk about setting boundaries, talk about how do you deal with it and live with these things? Cause they, they come at you from all angles, but there's a big difference between haters and naysayers. For example, a hater is just somebody who's going to hate on everything. They don't need a reason. <laughs> they're just going to come in and they're going to shit on anything that you do. Doesn't matter what, because for some reason it just gives them pleasure. Uh, I don't know why that is, but it's the same thing as like being an internet troll. You just go out there and you're trying to find something to hate on. Uh, th- these are the people who like do thumbs down, leave nasty comments and really just psychologically disturbing comments on YouTube. Um, the other day I was watching this girl who was like, an up and coming painter. And she had like 700,000 views on her YouTube. And I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And it works kind of, you know, it's like a modern day Klimt almost. Um, and it was really beautiful and amazing. And what she was saying was pretty spot on. And, and she had like thousands of likes. And then I looked over and she still had like 370 uh, thumbs down, you know, and bad comments. It's like, how do you hate this? Like, I can understand maybe it's not your cup of tea, maybe, but just don't say anything, you know, move on, stop the video, go somewhere else. But they have to be like, no, no, I have to let it known that I hate everything, that I hate the world. Just chill out, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. I had a person one time when I was doing uh, eBay back in the day and I was like putting up some, some of my older pop surrealist stuff and selling it and just trying my hand at, at eBay. Uh, I kind of missed the crest when, you know, with selling an eBay. But anyway, I was trying to throw some artwork in there and I put up a couple of my P 
pieces that had like Bukowski in there, like a Bukowski character. I had this one piece called Make Us Proud. And it's like all my idols sitting around a table, like Van Gogh and Charles Bukowski and Basquiat and Jim Morris and all these people, you know, my, my heroes at the time. And um, they're all playing cards and drinking and it's kind of done in the Van Gogh style. And this guy just wouldn't stop hounding me. He's just like, he's like, Oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. You should just fucking quit. You should die. Your, your work is horrible, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, it's objectively not horrible, <laughs> but maybe you don't like it. Or maybe you've got a thing for Bukowski or, or somebody else. But, um, but yeah, he just went after me and I said, look, I'm sorry you feel that way. I tried to be, you know, the nice person. And then I, I moved on and then he kept hounding me. Even after I took it down at one point, cause I was just like tired of it. He kept hounding me to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm not even going to try on eBay. That's like a circumstance or a, um, an example of somebody winning, like letting a hater or a troll win. Those people, thankfully now, most times can just be blocked. And that's what you do when you got somebody like that. You just block them. You don't even give them the time of day because honestly, it's just not worth your time. It's not even coming from a place of like criticism. It doesn't even enter into their mind. It's just like, I'm going to spew bile and, and hatred and shit all over your stuff for no reason. Now, the naysayers are a little bit trickier because these are people who can actually be family, friends, acquaintances, even other artists. And when it's coming from them, uh, or teachers even, this can be even mentors. Sometimes, you know, a mentor can be a little bitter or, you know, maybe something didn't work out in their lives. And so they kind of poo-poo the stuff that you're trying to do um, in a sense of like justifying where they're at. Now, it's not always like that. You know, obviously seek out the best people, the people who are really have your best interest in mind. But sometimes these things come out and it can be even more discouraging because of that. Like a lot of times when a family or friend or mentor does something like this, it's disguised as caring. So it's very tricky. So you think like, oh, this person has my best interest in mind. I should really listen to what they're saying. Like they might go, a family might go, well, you know, not a lot of people make it as a as a fill-in-the-blank musician, actor, painter, whatever you want to say. Not, as, not a lot of people make it as a musician, you know. Here's the figure, you know, one in, one in uh, 900,000 people, I, I'm just making that up, uh, actually make it as a, as a musician or successful as a musician or an artist. So, you know, you should really have a backup plan. You should do all this and da-da-da-da. And they list it off. And you're thinking, well, you know, they're just saying this because they care about me. And they're, these must be facts, whether or not they're true or, or not, who knows. But this person's saying this and it's coming from a place of like wanting your best interest, right? Well, actually, when you're venturing into something like this, let's assume that you're in it for the long haul and you've decided you're going to do this and you're going to really push forward against the odds and try to make it as uh, an artist, you know, under the broad umbrella of what artist is. You need all of the support you can get at that point. So even if they're coming from a place of caring, uh, it's really just not helpful and it's not what you need to hear. You need somebody to say, look, even if they're caring, like, look, this is difficult, but I support you. I, I love your work and, you know, I'm just on your side. I'm in your corner. That's what you need. Most times this happens when you're young and you really kind of don't know how to set a boundary or just to say, I understand that you're coming from a place of caring, but really I just need you to be in my corner. I need you to have my back and just leave those negative comments uh, at the door when you come to see me. Because it, all it does is it just 
gets in my brain and ruminates and marinates and comes out at weird times and makes me second guess myself or, you know, something you just kind of fixate on. I know that we do that a lot and it's very easy to get down as an artist. It's very easy to already have imposter syndrome or to feel bad and think, oh, I'm not good enough. So when you have these things, even if you take it well in the moment, these things kind of come back. Like in the movies where you hear the person, you hear it with the echo, like, not a lot of people make it, make it, make it, make it. The statistics are this, 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 this. You know, you hear that kind of echoing inside the the dark corners of your brain. Uh, so yeah, it's just really not helpful. I understand that it is difficult to make it as an artist. Everybody knows that. But if you've decided to go into this field, you should be doing it with your eyes open, right? So you should already know that. So if, if, that, if you already know that, if that's already a given going into it, then these kind of negative comments are just not helpful. Now, depending on your personality type, naysayers at the beginning when you're young or when you're starting out, like let's say you switched careers, mid-path, you decided I'm going to become an artist and you launch into it and you don't have a lot of experience. Sometimes naysayers, depending on your personality type, can be a good thing at the beginning because I know for me, for example, I use that as fire. I had teachers who were like, oh, you'll never make it as this, 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 without even knowing, like you hadn't even left school yet. So how the fuck do you know? Um, they say something like this to you. And what I did was, because I was competitive and I was stubborn and, you know, in, in the best way uh, and, and focused and driven was I just put that fuel on the fire. I was like, oh yeah, you don't think I can do this? I'm going to show your ass. And then I would just take that and I would remember it. And I'd have it in the back of my mind, almost like we just watched uh, The Last Dance, my wife and I, the Michael Jordan and uh, Chicago Bulls documentary. And, you know, Jordan was like the most competitive person slash athlete that I think I've ever seen. And he was able to use all of that for motivation to keep him going throughout his career. He even made up certain things to keep him motivated, certain little things that a person said or, did, or didn't even say to perform well at a certain game or a certain stage in his career. And look, that can also eat away at you if you just have to do that all the time. But at the beginning of your career, you can use that, uh, like I said, if that's your personality type, you can use it as fuel in the fire and use that to kind of establish yourself and start creating a body of work. Like what I did is I just used that and like, boom, boom, boom. I just started creating pieces and I started getting in shows and I, I kind of established myself a little bit. Now, once you get established, you kind of want to say goodbye to those early naysayers because they've kind of served their purpose. And at that point, if these people are people who care about you or in your life, then they should see that you're serious about it and they should see that you're kind of making headway and making progress uh, in your craft and they should be on board. If they're not, then you need to start learning how to set boundaries and just say, look, when we're around each other, you can still love them. Like you can still love your family and your friends and people who do this, but you just maybe need to compartmentalize certain things. Look, I don't want to talk about my career, my art when we're hanging around each other or look, when we're talking about my art and career, it would be very helpful for me if you could just keep it positive. And if they're really your friend or they really love you, then they'll understand. So that's a good thing to do moving forward once you get to that stage of your career. It also can be a thing that you use to weed people out of your life. Sometimes it's just some people are just not serving you anymore, even if they were at a certain point. Like I had people in my life back in the drinking days that really served me well. They were fun to hang around with. They, you know, when I was blowing off steam or whatever, we were talking about certain things or complaining about certain things in the art world or in, in LA or whatever. They were helping me articulate some 
kind of angst that I had, you know, deep inside me at the time. And it was helping me to kind of get that out. But also, once it served its purpose, and once I started to evolve and change as a human being, it started to become like a negative pattern that I was in. Like I didn't, I couldn't use it anymore. It was actually holding me back. And at that point, you know, you give those people a chance to come along with you and change with you and evolve with you. And if they don't, you know, you just need to kind of say goodbye. I uh, wish you well. And not even like, it doesn't have to be dramatic, like you break up with them or something, but you just kind of stop seeing each other, you know? And that happens very easy nowadays, especially in the big city. Or, you know, if you're not going to the bar anymore. You don't see him anymore, really. So it just kind of naturally works itself out. I find that like a lot of these naysayers are kind of the same people that, you know, like to talk about bands selling out or like teams selling out or artists selling out. First of all, I don't understand the term sellout. I mean, I do to a certain extent, like there are obvious versions of selling out. Like, let's say you're a vegan, right? And you're hardcore vegan and all of a sudden you decide you're going to use your art to sell hamburgers, right? I know that's like an extreme example uh, that probably wouldn't happen, but that could be an obvious example of selling out. But, you know, how often does that happen? Most times people are talking about people selling out or artists selling out or bands selling out when they've achieved some sort of level of notoriety. You know, they're making some money, they're getting exposed to a wider audience. Typically what that means is just that the person who was listening to them or who was exposed to them early on had this kind of special relationship with them in their mind. Like, I'm one of the only people who knows these this band or this artist or this actor or whatever. And as soon as they start doing a lot of other things or or being exposed to a wider audience, all of a sudden they like lose their luster to that person because... Oh, everybody else. Oh, this person's talking about, oh, they know about them now. Oh, well, fuck them. They've sold out. And that's just ridiculous because you should want whoever you're following, your your artists, your musicians, your bands, your sports teams, you should want them to be successful and you should want them to grow and evolve because that means that what they've been struggling for for so long and honing their craft for for so many years is actually paying off. Uh, so that's a good thing. It can also happen with like artists, for example, Oh, I, you know, I knew this artist when he was, or she, when he, she, they were, they were doing drip painting. Oh yeah. They were doing drip painting for five years. And now all of a sudden they're doing like geometrical work or, you know, all of a sudden they're doing dark self-portraiture. What happened to them? Like uh, they sold out or whatever, or they're just not being honest with themselves. It's like, well, no. Look, if you're just following trends, okay, that might be another version of potentially selling out. Like, oh, I just, I, I went online and I typed in what sells the most. And then I completely just alter my paintings each week to fit with whatever sells the most. Okay, that could be selling out. But for the most part, most people like, they're just, their style evolves and they create something a certain way for a while. And then they learn certain things, little aspects from each painting you see, oh, that this could take me in this direction or this could take me in this direction. And if you go back and document it, it, it's kind of obvious how it changed. Maybe they just discovered that this is what their passion is and they learned from that stage and, and now they're using it to bridge the gap and to move into a different stage of their life and artistry. And that's a good thing. And if they're good at it, great. Just let them let them be and let them evolve because that's what artists are supposed to be, right? They're supposed to be free. You also get a lot of like, backhanded compliments as artists people who maybe followed you for a while or they see that you're doing well or like they won't like comment on some of your work and then they'll say oh i like this one 
You know what I mean? Sometimes people don't mean anything by that, but sometimes it's like, so you're saying you like this one and all the other ones are crap? Is that what, is that what you're saying? There's obviously better examples of that, of backhanded compliments or something. Like somebody will see a piece of work that's great and they'll say, oh yeah, that's just like this. And then they'll like compare you to another artist, whether it's justified or not. Basically, they're just trying to shove you into a box and say, instead of saying your work's great, they're insinuating that you're kind of either stealing from this other artist or that you are trying to emulate some sort of aesthetic that this other artist was doing and therefore taking the power away from the piece. They could just be like, wow, this is awesome. And I really like what you're doing here. And I love your work. You know, that's that's a positive way to do it. Basically, I've discovered that these types of naysayers, not haters, you'll kind of know a naysayer has struck or struck a nerve because it's like when you're painting later and you have some time to think, like, I know when I'm painting, my mind just wanders and I start getting all of these little comments that have happened to me. They come bubbling up. The ones that I might not have even given any thought to originally. And then I go, oh, wait a minute. What did this person mean by this? Oh, wait, were they, were they saying this or blah, blah, blah. That's typically when you can tell they don't ever mean to sound bad. They don't ever mean to sound like they're you know, digging on you, but it's, it's almost more sneaky and crafty in that sense and almost more painful. So, you know, be careful. I mean, I know I've probably done this in the past at at some point and I know some people do it and they're not even aware of it. So, you know, here's just a little wake up call that maybe this isn't constructive for somebody. If you want to critique, you know, go into a critique group. That's awesome. Um, If you look for criticism, if you're putting your stuff out there to be criticized, then wonderful. And you need to be uh, ready to receive that criticism. But a lot of times when people are just putting work up on social media, it's not like a critique forum. You know what I mean? It's not like somebody's going, here it is, world. I'm very proud of this piece. Now, please shit on it and let me know everything that could be improved or be done or that I did wrong. So I think that's where people kind of go wrong is where they think, well, they put it out here. It's fair game. It's fair game to to be shit on or, or for me to say whatever the hell I want to say. Look, it is a free country. Uh, it is social media. It is the wild west of social media, like I always say, of online art sales and all that. But, you know, it's just one of those common sense things. Just do what you would want to have done to you. Would you want your soul ripped out of something that you just put online that you were really excited to share with the world? Would you want some random person or even worse, like a good friend to just come on and be like, oh, yeah, this could have been done a little better here. Or, oh, this is just like this person. Or, oh, this isn't as good as your other work. Or this one I like. You know what I mean? Um, Would you want somebody to do that with your work? Something that you've kind of bared your soul and and laid yourself bare to uh, put out into the world? Would you want somebody to do that to you? Well, probably not. Therefore, don't do it to other people. Pretty easy. Common sense, like I said. I really try not to do that. If I'm in one of those moods where I'm being overly critical, I'll just get off social media. Or I'll, you know, blow off some steam a different way. I'll, I'll go run or I'll meditate or or whatever, because it's really just not helpful. Like I said, if you want to be critiqued, join a critique group. There's plenty of good ones out there and you can learn a lot from them. But I don't think Instagram is an open forum for criticism. I'm going to close really quickly by saying two things. Naysayers are most of the time people who are not doing what you're doing, right? They're people who 
And I'm not going to say, oh, they're bitter because they're not doing what you're doing and they didn't have the guts to do it. Sometimes that's the case. But sometimes it just comes from a fundamental lack of understanding of what you do. And they think, well, whatever, I'm just going to help this person or I'm having a bad day, you know. But a lot of times it is that they are bitter because they, whatever, they didn't follow their dream. So keep that in mind when people are saying stuff like that. And just don't let it bug you because a lot of times it's just coming from a fucked up place, not a place of like, oh, I should really listen to this person. This is a valid comment and criticism that I should be listening to. A lot of times it's just emotionally based and that should be your indication that it's just not worth taking to heart, right? I know that's easier said than done. I know like I'm one of those people who I can have a hundred great, nice comments and I have one bad one. And that's the one thing that I fixate on. That's human nature. But It just helps when you understand that, that it's not coming from a place that's even really worth your time to internalize. It's so hard to be doing what we do and to put yourself out there every day as an artist, whatever form of art that is, a creative person. It's very difficult and it's very, I don't know, I have a lot of anxiety when I'm putting my stuff out there because we are so vulnerable. You're laying yourself bare. So I would just hope that people listening to this uh, who aren't artists understand that. You know, and and it gives you pause to kind of think about what you're doing before you do it. Think about what you're saying before you say it, because you don't even realize the kind of negative impact that it has. And then as the artist, try not to take it seriously. For me, I always want to use this Big Lebowski quote. Uh, I haven't actually used it yet, or I have uh, very sparingly, but it's a great way to say it. Because a lot of times what haters and naysayers want is they want to awaken the the pain body inside you. They want you to come back and then open a dialogue of why this is not true. And then they can get into it and debate it online and get other people involved. But rather than do that, I just want to say this big Lebowski quote and just be like, well, that's just like your opinion, man. And just leave it at that. Basically, art and any craft is like anything else. You're on your 10 years of 10,000 hours to mastery or Well beyond that, you know, you've perfected or mastered or come close to mastering a craft. You've devoted a lot of time, a lot of uh, emotion and energy to this craft. And if somebody doesn't know anything about that, if they haven't been in the arena like you have, if they haven't been fighting every day to make it happen, then why is their criticism even valid? Like, why are you even offering your criticism? It would be like me going to a doctor and being like, "Mm, really, you want to? You want to do the incision there? Wouldn't it be a little better over here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I have no fucking idea what's going on with that. Um, I didn't go to medical school. uh, So, yeah, I'm not going to offer my criticism to somebody else and make them feel bad. And you know what? We're even a little more vulnerable because typically for the first part of our career, which can be a long time, we're very underpaid. So it's even more unsettling and and damaging to us and to our psyche to get this criticism from somebody who doesn't understand the struggle. Like for a doctor in the situation that I just said, they're going to be like, well, you know what? You don't know what you're, even if it hurts their feelings, they're going to be like, well, at least I make $500,000 a year. (laughs) So that's validation enough for me right there. So yeah, it's a little more damaging to us artists because we might've put in as much time as somebody who went to medical school and and yet we're getting all this criticism and we're not maybe getting the pay that we deserve. I'm not saying every artist should be paid as much as a doctor. I'm just saying that it's very unbalanced, right? Just think about that next time you want to criticize somebody who's uh, devoted their life to a craft. And the second and final thing 
that I'd like to say about this. I mean, we can talk about this for hours, but I don't want this to cross the line or, you know, into the territory of sounding like a bitter person on the other side, because I'm definitely not. And actually, I have, for the most part, I've got a great community of people around me, very supportive people. And I'm grateful for all of them. And they've helped to shape me to the artist that I am today and to being able to do this for a living. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. But that didn't come without work and struggle. So what I'm going to say and just leave you with is if you're struggling with this and you have people in your lives who are making you feel like crap every day, it might be time for a little bit of a wake-up call. It might be time for you to reconsider uh, what kind of people you have in your life or at very least learn how to set boundaries with them and tell them this is not okay. You're either with me or you're against me because that's really what it is. When you're an artist and you're trying to make a career or make, make a living doing this craft, it's kind of like a do or die life or death situation. You, If you're going all in, it's like uh, Eminem says, success is my only motherfucking option. Failure is not, right? That's the truth. And I've been there, man. I've been to the stage where I couldn't see my way out. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I was still doing it. You have no idea what that's like to be pursuing something and thinking that you need to, you know, pursue this craft. And there's this part of you that you have to get out and show to the world. And yet you have no idea how to connect the dots or how to get there. So at very least, you need a good support group around you. You need people who are in it with you. In it to win it. That's right. We're in it to win it. So find those people. Cultivate those people. If you don't have some of those people, find them. Seek them out. There's plenty of people online. There's plenty of uh, support groups in your cities and towns. Just find some new friends. Get yourself out there. Uh, Find them on social media. And honestly, that is huge. The further you go in your career as being an artist, it's all about the mindset that you cultivate. I really believe that. I'm surrounding myself with positivity all the time. If I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at and I probably wouldn't be able to continue to keep at the energy level that I keep at because it's constantly an uphill struggle every day. And if you have the right tools and resources, then that can be a fun thing and that can be a challenge. But um, if you don't, that challenge becomes kind of like a free fall. So learn how to set boundaries, cultivate friends who actually have your back and who understand what you're going through and will be just supportive, even if they don't believe it. You know what I mean? There's, I'm not saying you got to convince people that you're going to do it, but just convince them to be convincing around you that they believe in you. That's so important. And obviously, it's better to have somebody who really does believe in you and you can feel that. And that's hard with family because you can't just cut family out of your life, right? Or uh, some of your best friends, like you've put in so much time with them, like you don't want to cut them out. So just learn how to educate them into how to be positive when they're around you. And that will help you more than you can ever know. It's like fake it till you make it, but once removed. Instead of you faking it till you make it, have the people around you fake it till you make it. Uh, fake it till you, they believe that you're going to make it too. So anyway, I hope this is helpful. I hope that at least it's cathartic. I know we've all heard this. It's something that we hear and see and deal with every day. So at least maybe you feel a little better about it. Look forward to hearing some comments from you guys. Uh, If you disagree with me, if you agree with me, if I left something out, let me know. And otherwise, man, come on, man. It's Friday, man. Let's just chill out, man. It's the weekend, bro. You do you, man. Far out. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. 
I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.